Welcome to Auto Success, the podcast, where each week we present ideas, tips, and strategies from automotive industry leaders that you can put to use today for your sales success. Now here's your host, Thomas Williams. Welcome listeners. Today on Auto Success, the podcast, we're speaking with Bill Wittenmeyer, partner at eLead One. We last spoke with Bill in episode 450, and today we'll be talking about bringing new employees into the fold. Welcome back to the podcast, Bill. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, thanks so much for having me on. Always great to be on. Thank you. So we're going to continue to learn learn more about you, Bill. We've learned a lot already, and we're, we're always curious. So let's continue with our auto success under the hood questions and, and learn about your goals in life, Bill. What is the one goal that you'd like to accomplish in your lifetime? Yeah, one goal is always tough. I think if I had to narrow it down to, to one, uh, I would say to help as many others achieve their goals. Um, I know that kind of sounds cliche-ish, but I, I truly believe that if you always strive to help other people achieve your goals, I think your goals naturally come along with it. So if there was one, that would be it, because I think that would help accomplish a lot of my other goals. That's a good one. We appreciate you sharing that as always. And and now on today's topic of uh, uh, you know bringing new employees in, uh, what are some missteps that you've seen businesses make when it comes to to bringing new employees into a company? You know, mistakes both from for the business and the employee. You know, I think one of the one of the biggest ones, the pervasive ones that that I see over and over in a lot of organizations is you know there's no real clear expectations and and not from either side, right? We bring, uh, we bring in new employees with either false or lack of expectation. Um, and there's a difference. There's a difference between a warm and inviting um, start to a, to a company and to a career versus coddling and entitlement. So I think it's really important that not only does the company establish very clear goals uh, and responsibilities and roles, uh, not only during the interview process, but also the onboarding process. But I think it's also important that the company find out what the expectations of the new employee is as well. You know, that's something else. Sometimes we're always focused on, you know, what's the company's goals. And I think it's important to know what the employee's goals are as well so that you can help them along to achieve that and you hope that you have the right fit. So I think that's very important to make sure there's clear expectations from both sides. You mentioned the onboarding process, Bill. How has that changed in the past few years? And what have been the effects, both positive and negative, that those changes have brought? You know, I, I think that there's been, uh, and, and this could be a good or bad thing, I think there's been a lot more focus on the whole HR aspect of it and the, home, the human resource and, you know, the policy handbook as opposed to, you know, the actual job, right? There's, there's a lot less on the skills. There's a lot less on, you know, how do we achieve what we're looking for in those goals that we were just talking about. And, you know, particularly in our automotive business, you know, there's still not a very long onboarding process when it comes to people coming into our business. You know, there's still a lot of that. There's the keys, there's the cars, go make me proud. And, you know, that, that mm-hmm. doesn't really bode for success. You know, we, we, we set these high expectations out there you know, to bring people on and what a great job it is. But then at the end of the day, you know, we focus on the HR and the policy handbook on when you can take your time off and when's your lunch period, et cetera, versus, you know, what are the skills that you actually need to develop and, and to make this a good career throughout uh, your entire process? So I think we should probably focus a little bit more on that training, those skill sets uh, and those real world aspects of what people can use to help in their tools for the future. Describe the process when someone new is brought into the team of your company. How are expectations expressed and questions answered? 
you know, for our, for our company, all of our divisions are obviously a little bit different. You know, the easiest in the sales division. I think we set very clear expectations. Um, you know, look, this is not a this is not a um, a promotion job. This is not um, one that has prominence from the standpoint of you know we know your expectations. We know that you have a lot of potential. Uh, and I hate that word. So it's more of a production job. So it's very easy to kind of set those clear goals. Um, and all of our assumptions ended at the hire process, right? We assume you have the character. Now we want to teach the skills and the activities that we expect on a daily basis. You know, our company is really based upon people that are very self-motivated. Um, and in order to have those people that are self-motivated, you only need to have a couple of very clear activities and goals that you manage them to every day, right? You know, I'm, I'm almost impossible to manage. And I, I've had a lot of people that, that tried to manage me tell me that, and it's very true. And, and what I found was that I had some very good leaders in my career that didn't try to manage me. They tried to manage my expectations and they tried to manage my activities. And when they managed my activities, then the goals and the production was there. So in our organization, we make it very clear on what those expectations are and what those activities are. And then we repeat, we reuse, we do it over and over and over again. Now, Bill, once those goals and expectations are expressed, how should leaders handle new employees who aren't quite meeting those goals and expectations? You know, I think some leaders, sometimes they do, they, they enable, right? And I think when you enable people now, you disable them for their future. So, you know, what we try to do is a lot of coach and counsel. I think support's very important. I think it's less important to be to be contacting people and say, hey, where are you at? What, what are your numbers? Who did you see today? How many ups did you take? Or, you know, however you want to relate that to either the vendor side or the, or the retail side. And I think it's more concentration on how can I support you, right? Where are you really at? What are you tracking at this point? You know, what are the real expectations? If you, if you sold five cars for the last 30 days and five cars before that, but you sold 20 cars last summer, you're not a 20 car person. You're still, you're a five car person. I think you have to look in smaller increments to see where people are in their trends. So we try to look at that in trends over 30, 60, and 90 days, as opposed to over year long processes. And I think that gives you a little bit better micro picture of what's happening. Um, and then you can coach and counsel a lot better. And I think that's an aspect of, of all businesses that we have kind of lacked a little bit is that good coaching and counseling. What kind of tools can leaders make available to new staff to get them up to speed quickly and efficiently? You know, I think it starts with an effective team. Um, if you have an effective team with a single goal that's made up of a bunch of multiple goals, I think what you'll find is that team will help in that onboarding process and it'll help with, with the staff that comes on, right? You find a lot of mentoring. Uh, we feel that mentoring is very, very crucial. You know, our most successful people within our organization, and I think a lot of other organizations are the same, which they have a lot of experience. And, and you've heard me say before, that's really just the sum of your failures. And if you can help somebody else, you know, avoid those failures and that experience, then I think you help their learning curve a lot faster. So we're very big into the mentoring program. We're very big in teamwork and having other team members reach out and not just a single, you know, manager, but everybody on the team becomes a manager of the entire process and what the overall team's goal is. And how do you encourage the ongoing professional development of your staff, both the, uh, we touched on the new, but even the seasoned employees you have as well? 
Yeah, I think yeah, I have a good friend of mine, and, and he tells me all the time. He says, you know, the speed of the team is the speed of the leader. So I, I think it starts with the leader of of any organization or any division uh, or any team. Uh, and I think it's important to challenge them all to lead in their own way. But you know, as the leader, I think you have to be the one that's challenging them. If you aren't doing what you're asking them to do, then it's very hard to expect them to do it. So you know, for an example, in our organization, I challenge uh, everybody to read a lot. I don't care what you read. I don't care if it's, you know, fiction. I don't care if it's something fun. Just read, exercise your brain um, and make sure that you're always continually doing that. And what you'll find is they'll naturally start to tend to lean towards other things if they start to expand those horizons. So I think that's really important. It's challenge from the top. Make sure the leader has the speed, if not faster than the team and the team will keep up. And finally, Bill, what one idea would you like to leave our listeners with today? You know, I I think I would say don't confuse uh, encouragement with entitlement. Uh, I think you have to be very uh, strong with those clear goals and those roles, as I talked about earlier. I think you need to be supportive with tools and education. And education doesn't mean going to classes, but again, summing those experiences up in the failures and, and allowing them to learn from those so that they don't make the same mistakes. It's okay to be open. It's okay to be vulnerable with that and say, hey, look, I've made mistakes. These are the mistakes that I've made. And here's how you can avoid making that mistake. You know, don't have the fear of people around you being more successful than you are. If you promote that, then I think you'll have a very strong environment and make sure that you expect and you demand performance. I think if you do those things, um, you'll have a very strong team and I think you'll get great production. Some great strategies on handling new hires and having them meet not only their goals, but the goals of the company. We appreciate your time, Bill. Thanks so much for having me on as always, guys. Our guest today has been Bill Wittenmeyer, partner at eLead One. For more information about his company, visit eLead-CRM.com. And be sure to keep an eye out for our September feature solution featuring eLead One. Thanks for listening to Auto Success, the podcast. For information about Auto Success, look us up at autosuccessonline.com, where you'll find previous episodes, our blog, online versions of our past issues, and many more success-driven solutions available for free. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about this show or future shows, email us at podcast at autosuccessonline.com. Now make it a successful day.